You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. College running and professional running are pretty much, they're very different. They're like two different sports almost. And in college, obviously, especially at the school that I went to, academics had always come first. So like if I had a bad race or something went wrong, it was like, you know what, like I stayed up really late studying for an exam or there were a lot of reasons. And I was okay with those excuses because that was what I was there for. And now it's like everything that I do, I need to be preparing myself to step to the line and be ready to go and be the best version of myself when I step to the line. That was Nia Aikens. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, Marnie on the Move listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. If you're new to the show, I'm also a runner, triathlete, yogi, windsurfer, brand strategist, content, and podcast producer, and founder of brand communications and PR agency, The Salop Group, and co-founder of experiential marketing and digital production company, Fit Plus Love. I have a very cool, very fast guest for you to meet today on the show. Her name, Nia Aikens. But before we dive into all things Nia, shout out to my sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. If you haven't already stocked up on their amazing CBD bomb or CBD-infused bath bombs, I highly recommend. Use our code Marnie on the Move and get 15% off. Now, back to Nia. Nia is an NCAA college runner turned pro, and she just signed with world renowned running team, the Brooks Beasts. She's also a 2020 University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing graduate, just passed her nursing exams, and is officially an RN. Two very cool career options. Nia Aikens is on track for success with the 2021 Olympic goals. Her track record is remarkable, nearly breaking the overall record twice as an NCAA athlete PRing with a 2.01.71 time for the 800-meter distance. Nia and I sync up about what it was like being in college her senior year during COVID times as a student and as an athlete. She shares what it was like to attend virtual graduation. We talk about the races and Olympics she was looking forward to and how she has kept moving and training on her own before joining the Beasts. Nia talks about the difference between college and pro running, how she handled tough career choices, and she offers a glimpse into a personal essay she wrote this summer for Runner's World, which I highly recommend you read, and there is a link in the show notes. Nia also talks about how much she loves her teammates and is happy to be training with this amazing group of athletes. I hope you enjoy this inspiring, educational conversation. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to the Apple app on your phone. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll through the episodes 
click on five stars and click on the tiny font that says write a review and write a review. Tell us what you love about the show. Also on your social media, take a screenshot, share what you're listening to in your Instagram stories or on your Facebook page on LinkedIn. If you're learning something interesting about career or something inspiring that you want to share, we're in all those places. Marnie on the move, Marnie Salop, tag us, tag the guests, Enjoy the show. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code MARNIEONTHEMOVE. Now, on to the episode. The Brooks Beast Track Club is a world-renowned professional running team. What influenced your decision to, to join the Brooks Beasts? I actually, what a lot of people don't know is signing to a professional team is very similar to kind of fishing around for a college. So you can visit certain groups, obviously with COVID, I was a little bit more restricted than normal, but I actually came to visit Brooks in the fall. And I really, really liked Seattle. I liked the setup, what Coach Danny was doing. I just clicked with the girls really well too. I think they each gave me some some pretty good advice when I was signing and and kind of looking around and honestly at the time I was like this is everything that I really want it's just across the country I just kind of have to take a leap of faith which um Alia was actually the person that she said you know when she was signing with Brooks she's like it was a leap of faith um, for so many reasons and I think she said that it really it definitely helped her just as a person just kind of grow and you know that translates really nicely to training so I took the leap of faith too, and here I am. (laughs) That's great. As everyone who's listening knows that we've been in this crazy seven-month period of races being canceled, like not being able to train with each other, gyms being closed. How have you been training all along, and what are you doing now to build back up? Yeah, I mean, I experienced that too before I signed my contract, just kind of not really having access to really anything for training. And, and then when I signed my my contract and moved out here, you know, I learned that it wasn't any different in the professional circuit. A lot of people were just kind of scrambling. I mean, there are regulations that differ state to state with right. people using a gym and facilities and, and all of that stuff too. So towards the beginning, we really struggled with that. And we did a ton of med ball circuits to kind of bridge the gap um, instead of being in the weight room and now Brooks has set up kind of a weight room in the interim in their headquarters. And there's a lot of like regulations like wearing a mask or people in there at a time. Just So it's still very COVID regulated, but it's something. And I think that's what a lot of people are trying to do right now is kind of figure out what can we do now to prepare for the future as best we can. And, you know, we lifted today in the gym and, and it was great. It's, it's a step in the right direction. And I feel like I'm getting stronger and more fit. So I'm excited. Did you do a ton of strength training before when you were training in college and you were doing your track workouts? Were you more focused on running or did you do a combination of strength and running? Yeah, I honestly, when I first started in college, I hadn't lifted in high school at all. And when I got into the weight room, I was like, 
a kid in a candy shop, I was like, this is so fun. And I think I took it way too seriously and, and kind of went all in with the weights. And my coach was like, look, you, you got to take it easy here. <laughs> and I, I think I really found a really great balance between lifting and, and training. Um, our coaches, at, my coaches at Penn were phenomenal. And, and kind of my senior year, everything really, really clicked together for the first time. And honestly, the program and, and kind of the what we had going on my senior year is pretty similar to what I'm doing now now at Brooks. It's a bit more refined, obviously, but so it was really nice from a transition standpoint, being here and focusing on functional lifts that translate really nicely on the track. When did you move to Seattle? And before that, were you living at school or were you home in San Diego? So I knew that I was going to eventually sign or move somewhere I didn't want to do a ton of moving around obviously in the middle of a pandemic so I just I really waited to see kind of where the cards would fall I lived at Penn with my roommate we worked just through my lease honestly I was I was living off campus and just kind of hung out there until graduation and then moved out to Seattle in June which feels like it was June just just six years ago (laughs) so I've been here for a while but I honestly still feel like a newbie they still call me the newbie yeah yeah (laughs) the baby beast and yeah so I've been here pretty much ever since we had some races in Portland so we we drove there but otherwise I've just been kind of hanging out in Seattle and I kind of came at the time that everybody kind of came in right um which was honestly perfect from a COVID standpoint we were able to really like you know, figure out testing and, and figuring out figure out a safe way to train. That's so awesome. What are some of the tips and tricks you've kind of learned besides the med balls, like for the last few months, just kind of when you were training on your own? There are just so many habits that I had in college that I just need to shake. Like college running and professional running are pretty much, they're very different. They're like two different sports almost. And in college, Obviously, especially at the school that I went to, academics had always come first. So like if I had a bad race or something went wrong, it was like, you know, what? like I stayed up really late studying for an exam or just there were a lot of reasons. And I was OK with those excuses because right. that was what I was there for. And now it's like everything that I do, I need to be preparing myself to step to the line and be ready to go and be the best version of myself when I step to the line, which I mean, I'm not going to say that wasn't what I was doing before, but just the priority has shifted a little bit. And I'm working to find that balance now before I try to add something like working as a nurse, which I really, really want to do. But the reality is I need to transition and feel settled and and really find that, that solid balance before I can tackle on something like that because that would be no easy task. Other exciting news about you is that you just passed your nursing exams and are officially an RN. Yeah. (laughs) I totally get like having two passions and like having to choose between the two and, you know, focus on one now and one later. I mean, but it's so Mm -hmm. cool. I mean, you went to an Ivy League school. You're a super fast runner and you have these two amazing opportunities in front of you. Now you're a professional runner and this is your career path. But I mean, congratulations on getting through, you know, all of the schooling that you had to get through to get the degree in nursing. I mean, that's huge. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a blast. I think getting it done at at Penn was was really special because of the nursing school and the program that they have there. So I do really feel like I'm I've lived the best of both worlds and, you know, I'm set up 
really well for whatever I decide to do in the future. It's such a good idea to have other interests besides just your sport that you could always pursue. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like you're doing what you love from your background and studying nursing and everything. I know that you're really into nutrition. What's your go-to diet these days? So that's another thing that I think I, I learned a lot when I came here. My program at Penn, the nutrition program, focused a lot on nutrition in a disease state. So kind of like if you have heart failure, then you're on a restricted sodium diet and therefore you have to eat certain things. And I think kind of went into like the pathophysiology and, and kind of understanding why that is. And I think it kind of helped put into perspective what I learned <laughs> being here and working with our nutritionists is that running, it's, although it's not a disease, you put like the organs and just your body under a lot of stress and there's a lot more micronutrient turnover. So I think like silly things, like for me, I just drink a ton of water, which I realize is not necessarily the greatest thing to do when, cause then I'm just flushing out a lot of nutrients that, that I need that are turning over rapidly in my body anyway. So just kind of, you know, using like noon or liquid IV or, or something like that every once in a while to like bridge the gap or just kind of really ma- making sure I'm hydrating properly. That was something that I learned that I was just in shock when I first got here. It's like, what, I'm not supposed to drink this much water? Cause that's just what I do, like from a stress standpoint before a race. I'm the same way. I didn't know. I drink a lot of water all day long. I'm constantly aware of my hydration. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's what they teach you. That's that's what I learned. So yeah, that's been huge for me. And when I came here, I was vegetarian as well. I pretty much still am, but I definitely experimented a little bit with eating meat for a little bit just mm-hmm. to make sure I was getting enough protein. But yeah. I think we found it. We found a good balance. I am a big fan of beans, like any canned bean recipe. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I also love it too, because I'm a travel. Whenever we travel, it's so easy to bring like canned beans. You can always find them in the supermarket or something. It's not like so easy easy to get Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Great with rice, um, save a lot of money on trips and get a nutritious meal that I'm used to. Yeah. Um, So I really enjoy that too. I can mix it up with some veggies. Um, pretty easy and throw it in the microwave so that's kind of been a huge go-to for me Ali B knows because I for the past couple days I've eaten like the same kind of like bean at like corn edamame like black bean gorbanzo bean like (laughs) yeah I'm not vegan or vegetarian I've tried and it's hard (laughs) it's hard it's hard also as an athlete yes and I feel like it was really hard I'm sure I did it wrong I'm sure there's a right way to do it. And there's tons of athletes that are super successful. Yeah, I do. I eat a lot of like beans and kale and greens and quinoa and oatmeal and stuff like that. But mm. occasionally I definitely eat meat so and fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would eat fish if I wasn't allergic to it. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's so yeah. many times like I think Carissa or Allie like like made fish or wanted to make fish. And they're just like, oh, you got to try it. And they're like, oh, man. Yeah. You're just missing out this time. <laughs> well, so do you, are you glad? It sounds like you, you know, you live with a group of of really cool people, other athletes that you're training with. Yeah. I'm sure you had to back in March when everything sort of started shutting down and you weren't able to see anyone or train with anyone. And you also had your virtual graduation. I'm sure yeah. that was like a major mental hurdle. How did you switch gears and sort of find opportunity in these like challenging times? 
And now how are you sort of like reappreciating that? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I think it's, I'm like constantly evolving. I would say, I don't think that I've fully kind of switched gears from, from feeling kind of like upset or, or cheated or angry over this past year. I think it's okay to feel those things. I think a lot of, a lot of students right now are kind of, you know, there's, this is a very stressful year. It's been from the start. We don't know still what next year will look like. Right. Um, but we know that what's going on now will affect the way that we live our lives. And it's a pretty drastic change and I don't think it should be taken lightly. So I have to keep telling myself and my team does a really good job of, of reminding each other that, you know, like this is a stressful time and it's okay to acknowledge that. But at the same time, like Brandon actually spoke at practice yesterday and he made some really good points, but one of which was just kind of like, you know what, like we just got to take each moment, especially the things that we don't like to do, you know, right. whether it's at practice or at home and just try to be really, really good at those things right? and change our mindset if we can't change the way that things are. And I think that speaks volumes to just kind of what's going on right now is to just kind of change the mindset and just really focus on the little things and appreciate the little things and, you know, use that as like a starting point to move forward. I think that I immediately got into that zone back in March. Like I, oh, yeah. it took a, few, a little bit, but then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever I can to move forward and appreciate all the things I can do instead of focusing on, you know, what you can't do or, you know, how things are and, I, yeah. I just know it's been, you know, especially being like in New York City, it's been, <laughs> it was crazy, it was crazy, but you know what, it's, it's great because you also feel like everybody came together to move forward. You know, a lot of yeah. people have been through challenging times, but a lot of people are like, you know, very optimistic and trying to move forward and be happy. So I've like a new appreciation for running in any kind of weather. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the weather is. If my legs are moving and my lungs are working, I'm running. That's my new attitude. <laughs> That's an incredible attitude. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. I don't know. What was virtual graduation like? It was honestly, Penn did a really good job with the virtual graduation. It was pretty inspiring. I would say it definitely touched on the pandemic and on what's going on right now, but also that, you know, like we can kind of do whatever, you know, like the future is in our hands basically. Yeah. And I think, you know, that message was definitely solidly in the program and it was a pretty brief program, which was kind of nice. Cause it was, we were all sitting around a, a TV screen. It was really enjoyable. I just, I do really hope that we have an in-person commencement um, in the point. future. Yeah. yeah. I think we were supposed to have one in 2021. I honestly don't know where I'm going to be at that point um, in my life, but it, it would be nice to have the opportunity to, to kind of have that. So we'll see. I feel like these things are like sort of in this like holding pattern for like a few months. And I think everything will come to fruition. Like things will start moving forward in a couple months. I think. Yeah. You know, that's what my gut feeling right now. I mean, I feel like we just have to make it through January and see where everyone, like where we all are in terms of like COVID and protocol and everything. That's the dream. That's my hope. <laughs> I think we just all have to relearn how to exist in the current climate, right? And like yeah. embrace it. What was the pivotal moment for you? You had these two really amazing opportunities I and mean, you're a super talented, fast runner. And you also have this amazing degree in nursing and you 
chose running. So what was that pivotal moment for you where you said, I'm going to do this and put this on the back burner for now? Yeah, I had a lot of conversations with people because my instinct was to work as a nurse, like right off the bat and to just focus on that. And I had a lot of people that were a lot wiser than I was basically say like, look, you kind of have a clock on this running thing. Right. You don't on the nursing thing. I know right now is, is kind of a crazy time with the pandemic, but kind of with the way that my season was progressing, honestly, me wanting to be a nurse right away was a good part of it was more so just kind of like I was feeling really defeated when things were canceled and I just kind of wanted to to not think about running and just, you know, put it aside and maybe like not do it, I think was my initial reaction, which I think is pretty natural. Right. But when I I really had conversations with people and put things into perspective, they were like, no, like, you know, you can turn things around, like you've got to keep training still. So you have to figure out a way to keep training no matter what you do, if you want to keep running in the future. And the reality was, is I did want to do that. <laughs> so now I'm here. <laughs> Hopefully I'll feel more settled in the program and and feel comfortable kind of doing things on my own and kind of getting into a good, a good rhythm and then, you know, moving forward with, with nursing or whatever's next. So when did you decide that you wanted to go to school for nursing and like why you pen and was this something that you were passionate about as a kid or like, or someone in your family in the world of nursing and medicine or like, how did you kind of come to want to pursue this kind of career and then maybe like yeah tell me the same thing for running like where did that begin yeah so I actually have nobody in my family at all <laughs> that has does anything in the medical field I don't know I honestly cannot tell you where where it actually all started but I just have wanted to be in the medical field for as long as I can remember and it was more spe- specifically I definitely wanted to be a nurse throughout pretty much all of high school I knew that was what I wanted to study and as an athlete I kind of had the privilege of being able to like look at certain schools and had the number one nursing school at the time I believe they still do I'm actually not sure so I was like naturally I'm, I want to look at this school because they're the best in what I want to do and you know and I, and I want to know what the best looks like so I looked at Penn and I honestly didn't expect to like it because everybody told me the East Coast is really cold, uh, which it is, which is, which is objectively true, as you know. Yes. Coming and you're from San Diego. So I'm, oh, I've yeah. always wanted to live there, by the way. But yeah, I'm from oh, New yeah. York and Long beautiful. Island. So yeah, I'm beautiful. East Coast. Too, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. But when I got there and I, I met the team. I just, I just loved it. Like, I just love the people. I love the environment and everything. So stuck with it. That's great. And then what about running? Where did running begin for you? So I actually played soccer for pretty much as long as I can remember. My mom actually ran in college. She ran for Mizzou and was a really good 400 meter runner. And I think she still runs a faster quarter than I do. Really? But hopefully that can change in the future. <laughs> yeah. That's, we have a little, yeah, we go back and forth with that. She's still very fit. She still runs a ton. That's great. Yeah, so hopefully one of these days I can be her fastest quarter time, but we'll see. But I, I actually started running to stay in shape for soccer right. um, my freshman year in high school, and I started with cross country, and I liked it so much better than soccer. So I just pretty much switched instantly, which is really funny in hindsight because now I cross country is like – 
not the season that I look forward to. <laughs> Definitely full on track. <laughs> yeah, because your core distance is the 800 meter distance, which is like oh, your yeah. your expertise and your a speedster. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like that word. Speedster? Um, yeah. yeah, you have a lot of good words on your Instagram. <laughs> like I loved your last post, a Muhammad Ali like sort of spin off oh. of one of his quotes but like then you like twisted it a little bit with your own spin which was so cool and I was like oh I can't wait to talk to her <laughs> yeah we had a team meeting that day and my coach made a ton of of references and analogies to just fighting he's he's just yes. really big on like fight club stuff and it just came up <laughs> That's so, so funny. It just, it just seemed like it worked. <laughs> it did. It says, float like a butterfly, sting like a beast. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are the beast. <laughs> Time to get dizzy. I mean, busy. So cool. I love it. <laughs> That's a fun, fun quote. So like speaking of your coach and like, what'd you do today for your training? We did hill repeats and we all kind of did our own variation and kind of set. But I did 12 by 25 seconds. It was... It's honestly such a beautiful day and the fall is here is obviously the fall on the east coast I think is is more beautiful but it's it's really nice here too we kind of did it in, in a woodsy setting it was nice it was very pretty it distracted me from the pain yes <laughs> I those are the ideal kind of running situations and scenarios <laughs> oh yeah what's your squeak like these days of training every day is very different I think coach Danny and well, he just does a really good job of, of making sure that we're working a system one day and we're fully rested the next. And, you know, we're kind of like rotating. So we're training and, and you know, getting our recovery as needed. So it's Mondays, like normal runs, some drills, Tuesdays, workout, Wednesday is our off day or cross training day. And then right. Thursdays, another normal run, Fridays, workout. Saturdays, normal run. Sundays, long run. What's a long so, run? Pretty traditional. For me, yeah, like a for mile. Me, a long run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we actually, funnily in our group, me, Ali B asked how long people were running this past week. And I accidentally said nine minutes. And I meant nine miles. But <sighs> But yeah, so nine miles is I'm building right now, but um, 10 is, is kind of my sweet spot for a long run, which isn't too crazy, probably for you. <laughs> do you do like mileage per week? Like, will you build for your speed on an 800 meter run, like race, will you build your mileage over the weeks to get faster on that 800 meter? I, I usually build kind of like right now I'm, I've been building. I'm pretty much done building now this week. I'm kind of back to my normal mileage, which is mm -hmm. like 40 to 45. I'll actually probably towards the end of the season kind of uh, step back a little bit on mileage maybe mm -hmm. um, would be my guess. So I, I'd be probably more in the 30s, um, right. just gradually kind of going back down towards the end. So it's kind of the opposite. But yeah. Right. Cause you do like the per the training periodization and you do like take a break and like relax your muscles and sort of like then ramp back up. Yeah, and the workouts definitely get, get quicker <laughs> and shorter, which is nice. But right now, it's honestly just kind of being with this group. Another reason why I really liked Brooks was all of the girls here are kind of more on the distance side, which yes. is kind of, I think, the first thing people said was, like, that's a little unusual because you're an 800-meter runner. But, like, I know I could get myself through an 800-meter workout or a sprint workout. I know that the aerobic stuff is where I need the most help. Right. And 
I mean, I have girls that this is their bread and butter and they, you know, just kind of like, it's, we help each other out. Essentially. We have somebody for, for every kind of thing now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like for each distance or for, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's been great. Like for the faster stuff, they're like, wow, you're really pushing me to, to be better at this. And for the aerobic stuff, I'm like, you guys have no idea how much you're helping me with this. So I'm really excited to see how that translates later. I think it'll be um, really fun. I mean, I, I just think yeah. running is, there's so much you could learn like from running. That's so true. Before we sign off, I just wanted to say how great it is that you are using your voice and your strength off the track as well. You started earlier this summer with an incredibly amazing moving personal essay that you wrote for Runner's World about being an all-American runner an Ivy League graduate, and you're still faced with racism in this current day and age, and you shared some really amazing parallels about around running and racism, comfort zones and getting out of those comfort zones. And one of my favorite parts of the essay that you wrote was how you sort of talked about how our country was able to pivot during COVID and initiate all these reforms in this pandemic. But like, nothing has really changed when it comes to racism, equality, and what needs to happen. I did think it was really moving. I think that all my listeners should read this article in Runner's World, and I will definitely put a link in the show notes. But I would also love it if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about what you wrote. Is there something that you're doing now that I could also like that you maybe want to mention? Like, are you working on any initiatives within the global running community or education that people could? So right now I'm not currently, we we're working on, I think Brooks is working on a project. I'm not entirely sure what the deadline is for that when we're going to officially put that together, but we're just kind of working on something within the company, which I think a lot of people have been doing on just like working on educating themselves and just kind of like understanding their privilege and everything. As far as my story is concerned, I had just graduated. I think it was the day of grad. It was the day of graduation. And I went for a workout in Penn Park. And just some man was just yelling racial slurs at me and was getting a little too close. So I, you know, went over to, I was on campus. So I was able to get to the police pretty quickly and they were really receptive and were helpful but you know you can't really arrest racism so there wasn't that much that they could do but they did I think take him in for trespassing or something I essentially was extremely fortunate I got very lucky because most people don't have run-ins like that with the police like what do you do when the police are the problem there have been many cases where running to the police is not the solution. That's a huge part of the problem, which I don't think people realize has been a problem for a very long time. And, you know, yeah, I did talk about how with COVID, obviously the drop of a dime, things were changed because people are dying because of this pandemic. It's not a joke. It's not funny. I mean, obviously there, there have been different reactions and, and, you know, different people want to believe different things about the pandemic, but you know, I, I take it really seriously. I take life really seriously. And, and that's why I'm following all these protocols to help, you know, people that aren't, if they get it, they won't, they won't recover from it the way that maybe I would, if I were to, to get it, I wouldn't know. Right. But yeah. So I think naturally I decided to kind of compare that to the problem that we're having currently as a country with systemic racism, like people are dying and we're kind of 
we've been sweeping it under the rug or we've been ignoring it when when people die like this in a systemic fashion in a way that can be fixed by protocols like kind of similar to what we had for COVID if, if we changed the system then maybe we'd fare better from a fatality standpoint so I guess that was my point and I think in order to do that we need numbers we need people to believe that things can change right. and to actively work towards things changing so it was one of the best things that I've read honestly it was one of the most <laughs> I think understanding it that way and the parallel was just so well done. So thanks yeah. for sharing that story. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, uh, really honestly, awesome. When it happened, I was so embarrassed. I didn't tell anyone or, or talk about it, but I was just kind of like locked myself in my room and just kind of didn't want to share. I just, it was just embarrassing and I can't change it. I can't fix it on my own. So I think with George Floyd, I don't know what I, when I finally talked to my mom and my sister about it, they were like, you should, you should share it. Cause they could just, they could just tell how frustrated I was with everything right. and just kind of how normal things felt on social media at that point in time. Like right. it just didn't match what was going on in our world. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really amazing. And it's like, there was so much of this happening around the world. And I think it's just important that, like you said, you know, we bring awareness and we take action. Okay, back to the team and Brooks Beasts for a few last questions. Do you guys all run together? Our teams are actually, uh, this is something that I didn't really realize until I got here, but I really enjoy our team. We do everything together. It's pretty much co-ed. We, like the guys in the girls team, which was so, I was taken aback by this when I first got here, but we kind of warm up together for workouts, which is pretty, it's just the little things, just kind of feeling like we're one big unit, especially right now in this climate. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, Spencer got here a couple months, a month. I honestly don't know. Time is fluid. (laughs) He's been here a minute. <laughs> He's been here a while. <laughs> what Brooks are you running in these days? Like, what's your sneaker of choice? Oh, the Glycerins by far. I wear ghosts. Oh, those are good too. Yeah, because yeah. I'm doing, I want to switch. I always want to switch my sneakers. I don't know. I'm always constantly thinking of like, oh, maybe I'll like try another one of their sneakers, like a faster sneaker and then I put it on. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, plantar fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can knock on wood. I haven't had any any issues I was kind of nervous about that coming switching from shoes I was wearing in college to to Brooks and I had like I really like the glycerins I've been in them pretty much since the start I've had no issues the launches are really good the launches come in really cool colors yeah so I'm sometimes into I'll just get the fashion them. of the sneakers sometimes oh, yeah. more than the actual fun. design like the actual like Same. function <laughs> <laughs> it's not good yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll get I'll get like a new pair once I get a certain number of miles in my shoes. I'll get like a new pair of glycerin, but then I'll look at the launches because they have like the most fun kind of designs and colors and stuff. And I'll get, I'll get a pair of those too to like walk around in. I was going to say, do you switch uh, out your sneakers for different distances? No, like I'll I literally just have the launches to walk around in. I pretty much run in the glycerins all the time. The Hyperion Elites I'll wear for this Hyperion Elite 2s, they're magic. I wear those for kind of like longer distance workouts. And then the Tempos, which is just kind of the thinner flat, they have this new kind of, I think it's called DNA foam. And then the just, it just feels like amazing. Cause I don't, I didn't like wearing flats to work out in college. Right. But I, 
absolutely love it now. Like sometimes I don't even like I feel fast enough where I don't even need to put on my spikes. Right. Which is pretty cool. So yeah, the Hyperion elites and the and the tempos I'll wear for workouts right now in the fall and eventually I'll I'll put on some spikes, but <laughs> taking my time with it right now. I have never I've never really like tried flats. I really should I really want to. I I have a I there's a track here in the city that I love to go to. Um mm-hmm. just for fun. And um, do mile repeats. <laughs> like, that's how, uh-huh. that's how I, like, beat myself down when I, like, you know, I'll go out to the track and I'm like, I'm going to do mile repeats and just see where I'm at. And then I get, like, so mad. I don't go back for, like, six months. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's what happens when you run long miles. But, um, but yeah, yeah. No, this, has been, this has been super awesome. Do you have an, a race planned upcoming? Like, are you doing anything internally or public I facing? Do. What are you doing? I believe... Early in December, I am actually running a 5K on the track, so that should be that should be fun. Hopefully, that's still a possibility. And but yeah, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. It's different. It'll give me a good gauge of where I'm at from an aerobic fitness standpoint. Well, yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been really great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marnie. It's been it's been a real pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. <laughs>